Sir, we've had a little problem. These two women are just arriving. They objected to giving up their weapons. Klingons do not surrender their weapons. Who are you? We are Lursa and Baton of the House of Duras. Hello and welcome to the Duras Sisters podcast. We are not Klingons, but we are sisters. And I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Rihanna. And today we are here to talk about Chakotay. That's right, this is the fourth episode of our first officer series. We have arrived in the Delta Quadrant with Voyager. I'm so excited to be here with you today, Ashlyn. Oh, Rihanna, I have been looking forward to this one for a long time. So I'm just going to start off right away. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we have to get down to business and I have to kind of explain myself a little bit. So I've been going crazy over Janeway and Chakotay. And so for those of you who do not ship them, like, I'm sorry, I'm going to make you uncomfortable <laughs> this episode. <laughs> I still validate you. You know, everyone can believe what they want, but I believe that they belong together. And apparently, even though we did a whole love and affection series on them, uh, it was not enough to get it out of my system. And so I've been really pent up, getting really excited for this Chakotay episode. Also because I rarely get to examine him as a lone figure without Janeway because they're so complimentary to each other as um, a senior officer team. So I'm excited to talk about that. I'm excited to actually talk about how they get along. And before that, I so there we go. I just, everyone's ready. I'm going to lose my effing mind um, yeah a little well, later I mean, even when i was announcing to ashlyn and everyone the, the first officer series ashlyn's like first thing was oh is this an excuse to talk about spock and i said yes for a little bit and then her second thing was holy <laughs> shit uh we get to talk about chakotay so i know that she has been that you've really been looking forward to this i'm currently holding his action figure as we speak <laughs> So, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm very hyped. Um, okay, so that's over with, Rihanna. The second order of business is that today is September 9th, which is the day after Star Trek Day. And we had such a wonderful and fantastic Star Trek Day. I hope all of you Trekkies did as well. Um, I just have to, like, send a little love to all of our listeners and our whole Trek community because it wouldn't be nearly as fun making this podcast without you. And so I'm thankful for you all. And also, we were guests on two podcasts yesterday. Uh, the first one was at 7 o'clock. That was Battlespace 9, which is a wonderful podcast you all should check out. It's a comparison between Battlestar Galactica and Deep Space Nine, which actually launched at the same time. And there's a lot of uh, similarities between that. So even if you're not a Battlestar Galactica fan, I encourage you to check it out. Rhiannon and I had never seen an episode of it, and we still talked for about two hours. Thanks to Carl for reaching out to us about that. Also, we were with Mariah Grosset yesterday um, recording the Star Trek Discovery pod, which was all reactions to Star Trek Day. And we got to talk about the newest Lower Decks episode. So that is actually out now. I believe the Battlespace Nine podcast will be out in October. So hopefully, whenever you're listening to it, it's not that space of time where it's not out yet. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bummer. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but please go check those out. It was so fun to get to talk to both of them and really incredible getting to sort of debrief about Star Trek Day because uh, we were able to watch a little bit of it. I was able to watch most of it uh, during my work day because I work from home. It was just really fun to see all the announcements, but like definitely my highlight was Giraffe and her incredible Romulan, the Romulan Commander cosplay that she was able to be transformed into a Romulan 
like, by the makeup designers. Anyway, it was just, like, the coolest thing I've ever seen, and I was, like, in tears of happiness, so I just, again, want to shout out Giraffe, who we had on this pod in our feminism series. I just, like, always, I just love her, and so shout out. Yeah, um, we love our Strange New Pod family, and we love Giraffe, and I also screamed when I saw her, and, like, because she was a fan chosen to have this done like become a romulan every year now people can go back and oh what was star trek day like in 2022 and giraffe will be there so that just makes me super happy incredible woo okay so now it is time to ask the question rihanna if there was a first officer on voyager that was not chakotay who would you choose and why tuvok (laughs) (laughs) got really close to the mic for that one you're like obviously it's Um, uh tuvok (laughs) yeah i mean for obvious reasons janeway and tuvok are extremely close already it makes for a great bond between the two of them he's just great at everything he does um he would be a really great leader uh we see him in leadership positions multiple on multiple occasions uh and he has a lot of starfleet experience I think he's very reliable, and he's, like, one of my favorite characters, so a little bit of bias there, but I just absolutely adore him. And on top of that, I think he would make a fantastic first officer. Yeah. Rihanna, I mean, this is the right answer. Like, yeah. I I have to, yeah, there, there's really not even anyone who comes close to that. Um, yeah. Tuvok's a natural first officer, and I think he would have been already first officer on Voyager if he had not been infiltrating the Maquis ship, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of errands to run. Um, yeah. But if, just to uh, be that person, I am going to advocate for seven of nine when she's, like, an adult. Like, when she's season seven. <laughs> <laughs> with some growth yeah well i don't i don't know i still think she would need to like go through starfleet a little you know yeah she'd have to have two box training <laughs> yeah or yes or even go through two box training mostly because i think her biggest weakness like she is really a genius in everything because yeah. of her borg knowledge but i do think she is lacking a little bit in like reading other people and in interpersonal relationships and totally it would be hard for her to have that like charismatic connection with the crew that these first officers really need because they are the face of the captaincy you know but yes her and Janeway work spectacularly well together so I think seven so as we found out um from Star Trek day yesterday um seven will be returning in season three of Picard and she will be a commander um so that's maybe the seven that i choose <laughs> yeah commander seven and admiral janeway <laughs> just like stranded in the delta quadrant again oh poor children <laughs> he's like not oh. again <laughs> oh that's a great answer um also sorry i'm just thinking about how there's that theory going around that bev is in the fenris raiders and i just like yeah rangers sorry i've seen several people talk about this theory um uh, who is it? Starfleet Socialists on Instagram, yeah. I think, first mm-hmm. said it. And then uh, I've seen it on Twitter a couple times. I'm so down for that. And I hope it's true. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Wow. I really love that answer. I think anyone coming in from being a Borg would need some time to quote unquote assimilate. 
into new culture and social cues, which, like, I think she could have a better teacher than the doctor, but that's for another day. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's our, like, <laughs> ethics where was, podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where was the Tuvok and Seven team up that wasn't in Year of Hell? Like, where was that? Where I wanted more of was it, it outside of that two-parter. Oh, anyway. God. Anyway. Again, for another day. Um, But, Ashlyn, thank you. Great questions. Great answers. Shall we begin this first officer episode? Oh, we shall. Oh, okay. So this is what we have watched to prepare for this episode. The Caretaker, part one and two. Parallax, learning curve. Just when Chakotay slaps that that guy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Maneuvers, unity, distant origin, scorpion, part one and two. Nemesis, year of hell, timeless and shattered. <laughs> Even just saying the title makes me shattered. <laughs> um yeah, I also want to shout out first Ashlyn for helping me make this watch list. Uh Voyager is one of my weaker points when it comes to episodes and Chicote is also one of my weaker points. So, <laughs> thank you Ashlyn for helping me beef up this list. And also I want to shout out Iodessa on Tumblr for making this incredible Janeway Chicote Essential Episodes guide. Um, they essentially consulted with like five other people and made this entire list for Janeway and Chicote episodes, and then there's additional viewing. So I am going to post this on our Patreon, and everyone can go and look at it because it's a really incredible list, and a lot of them are very essential for Chicote as a solo figure like Ashlyn was talking about earlier solo and also together (laughs) together yeah I mean that's the kind of beauty of this series you know is that yes it's about the first officers but also like the first officer and the captain literally have to be so in sync and they have to have a dynamic that works well for the ship to to keep running and for people to be happy you know and so I think that while we are talking about one person, it's also, we have to talk about the captain always. Yes. Okay, Rihanna. So I want to start off with something that I've been thinking about a lot while I was watching these episodes is that I feel of all the officer teams that we've talked about so far, this one is the closest to Kirk and Spock. Yeah. In, For sure. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Jakote Spock, which like no one's Spock. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we have to acknowledge that. But True. I just feel like their dynamic and interplay and trust between each other is really, really good. I don't know. And I think something about the cowboy diplomacy that has to happen in the Delta Quadrant really reminds me of like more unhinged Trek. I love that comparison to TOS. And I hadn't ever thought of that, but you're absolutely right. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, that's so great. I don't know. I just really felt it. Okay. Well, let's talk about the caretaker. First, I'm going to move all these action figures off my notes. (laughs) Okay. Because I have a lot. I have the Voyager crew with us today. Yeah. Every time I go back to the pilot, we're doing it from a different lens. And like all these pilots have so much packed in. So anyway. I know. Yeah, we thought we talked about them so much in our pilot series. But really, like there's still things to unpack. Yeah. So let's start with the fact that this opens up with Chakotay's ship. Yes, it do. Yes, and him, Tuvok, and Balana, and company, Maki company. On the Valjean. Uh, Ooh, yes. I love that. Like, what a great little ode. He stole the loaf of bread. Bread. Yeah, and he is leading the Maki ship into the Badlands. This is great because we're getting a parallel storyline to Deep Space Nine, and so it really helps to 
this entire series and especially this episode helps to flesh out more of the Maquis story in Deep Space Nine. Of course, we get a glimpse of Deep Space Nine here, but I just really love this because it's another way for us to transition and understand the world better, but also that we're starting on the side of the quote-unquote bad guys, you know, which is the Maquis, and the Maquis have such a complicated history with Starfleet that it's like such a great choice on the the writers and the director's part. Yes, totally agree. I think getting to know the Maquis side is really important, as you said. Also, I think in Deep Space Nine, even starting in TNG, you do start sympathizing with the people who are forced to fight for their homeland. You know, like this is a really relatable story and painful story because it happens so much in Mm -hmm. our lives, in our past sadness. Um, In our present. (laughs) In our present sadness. Um, And so, yeah so smart and i thought it was really bold that we didn't even see janeway i think it's until like 23 minutes in yeah um when she's going to talk to tom about recruiting him for the mission i think it's perfect because they're really laying the groundwork of what's important in this storyline and tom paris is not the most important factor but he is a factor that helps like lead the exposition forward and we get to learn more about chakotay but even before this, I do want to talk about his opening scene here because he is such a natural born leader. Like you can see right away that he is fit for the command role. He is so much like Riker in that way, you know, where you just feel like, okay, yeah, he could already, or Kira even, like he could already be captain and he is, you know, of this ship. And he's so quick to action and finding solutions while remaining like pretty calm. You know, I, I'd expect Chakotay Maquis style to be a little more rough around the edges, but he still maintains a lot of that serenity that he has under Janeway's command. I totally agree. And just because he has the rank of commander, like that was when he stopped serving in Starfleet, you know, Um, he's clearly the most experienced leader among the group of Maquis. And that's why, or at least one of the most, and that's why he has his own ship. Um, I've actually been reading Pathways by Mm. Jerry Taylor, and it goes into the background of everybody before they joined and started on Voyager. And I mean, obviously it's not technically canon, but I feel like since Jerry Taylor was a writer on the show so much, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of canon. The book talks about how Chakotay was in the Maquis for a long time. Like this is not something new, kind of when the movement first started, he knew this was something that was really important to him and it wasn't worth continuing in Starfleet for. So he's been a captain since the beginning, basically, of this conflict, which I would think would be like three or four years, maybe. So yeah, he's, I'm assuming he's been a captain that entire time. So he's really like established at this point. Um, And so is it okay if we jump ahead a little bit? Yeah. So why do you think that Janeway remains captain and Chakotay went automatically to first officer? Like, is that because there's more people on Voyager? Talk about this. I mean, it's her ship. You know, this is the ultimate thing. This is, she was assigned this command to this ship and to this crew. Um, And even though this is literally her first mission off the bat, this is like every, a lot of people's first mission on this crew. They still like understand that, you know? And I think that maybe if they had all piled onto Chakotay's ship, then maybe (laughs) they would have made Chakotay the captain. Can you imagine? Um, oh, God. <laughs> no one would fit. <laughs> well, like, like, yeah, no one would fit. But also, like, it's only six Maquis officers. <laughs> so Yeah, they'd have to send most down to live with the Okapa, I think. Because, like... I guess yeah. it's not six, but it's, like, 
not that many yeah, not that, yeah. <laughs> it's a small ship yeah yeah okay well it's it's funny that you bring up yes this is her first command i think that there would have been like if the crews were even there would be contention for maybe chakotay to be captain because yeah. of how many years he's like had experience over her true i'm just like messing around here i just think it's interesting to think about these things yeah i mean it, it was probably a tough decision you know i think that it would be hard for chakotay to swallow that i think even for him who is like very accepting and he really listens to other people and understands the situation well like i think still that would be tough you know going from this position of captaincy and having your crew and then having to sort of fall into line with starfleet orders i kind of wonder also like yeah it would be tough but i don't really see him struggling with it that much in this episode and I kind of wonder if it's a relief, you know, like mm. it's finally not him having to decide if people are killed or saved, you know. Yeah. Um, also, he's been kind of having blow after blow because he finds that number one, Tuvok is a traitor, you know, yeah. later, um, Seska's a traitor, mm. Tom Paris was a traitor. So, yeah. like, he over and over again, it seems like he's misjudging these people. And I don't know, like, so some part of me wonders if he was willing to step down because he was tired. This is a common theme I think we're going to see with Chakotay is his almost naive ability to trust people. You know, I'm going to go that far and I'm sorry if I'm like offending people because I don't think naive is always a bad quality. I think that he just has, yeah, so we'll get into that. But um, yeah, I also, I do want to talk about Chakotay and Tuvok in this relationship versus Chakotay and Paris, because it kind of comes back to back, these scenes. Yes. And I know we're just kind of going haywire on this episode. I didn't no, really go in order. No, this is, I think this is good. You know, sometimes I feel like our theme structure doesn't have yeah. to transcend um, yeah. timeline. I kind of no. feel like sometimes we're like talking in a word essay where we bring up a point and then we yeah. bring like three or four examples. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> to mark the thesis. So Rihanna, continue your thesis out of order. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, well, so, yeah, we have these two scenes back-to-back of Tuvok beaming aboard. They beam all the Maquis and Tuvok aboard. They got them all, they saved them, bring them up to the bridge. Tuvok takes his time to change his uniform. <laughs> that's what I love very much about him. He's like, quick, gotta change. Um, I'll do the big reveal. Like, that's his, like, dramatic version. <laughs> so dramatic. Like, he did Literally, not have I to love do Vulcans. it. <laughs> that is epic. <laughs> so good. You think he had and a quick he has team? Janeway do it. You think he had a quick change team, like, in the turbo lift? He's like, quick, quick, yeah, quick. quick, quick. <laughs> <laughs> he had people ready. He's like, also, bring a uniform standard size. Actually, long, Yellow. tall size. <laughs> I'm very tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need my anyway. pips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I feel like this interaction, though, is so interesting because Tuvok revealing himself and Janeway essentially being like, haha, he was a spy. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't really react and then Paris comes in and he gets really pissed off at Paris. You know, Janeway has to sort of stop him from like going after him and maybe doing things the Maquis way again. Yeah. You know, so uh, he has such a different reaction than from Tuvok and he says to Paris, Tuvok was doing his duty at least. Like you had a duty to the Maquis and you betrayed us versus Tuvok who had a duty to Starfleet originally. And that is so interesting to me that this is how Chakotay defines like 
a good character. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. It, it's interesting because he, yeah, he's so, he's sympathizing with the Maquis, but he has the same sense of like morality and, and yeah. like loyalty to his beliefs. He's yeah, like, is, how could you do this? This is dishonorable. Which is probably why he didn't have a hard time adjusting to being first officer for Janeway because he believes in Janeway. And I think by the end of the mis- mission, he sees how far she's willing to go. And he doesn't think that Starfleet does this anymore. You know, I think that the Maquis has such a uh, harsh reality of Starfleet, you know? Sorry, I'm like crying. I'm like, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah I think loves, that she, yeah, she, she represents <laughs> the best of Starfleet, too, yes. and because she doesn't always follow the rules. And this is, we're going to see this similarly with Tuvok in Learning Curve when he doesn't follow the rules and that creates respect for the other Maquis crew or former Maquis crew. This is the same with Chakotay. Like, you're going to risk your crew getting home and us getting home for this species you barely know, essentially, and for, like, the lives of this quadrant that we've never explored or been in. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, he's able to really identify with her on these decisions, and she's like, he's like, damn, okay, you know, sure, I like what you're doing, I guess, so (laughs) let's (laughs) let's team up. And I think... Uh, I'm just going to reemphasize what you said, like um, the fact that she or I, I kind of think that Janeway is cloaked in her Starfleet uniform, but she's just as reckless, if not more, yeah. as Chakotay is in a lot of in a lot of moments. Totally. And so I think that's where they have the kindred spirit is they both know that sometimes you can go a little crazy in order to accomplish yes. something. That's so true. And a great way of saying it especially in this episode where things are going crazy you know this is a very odd circumstance for you to meet your first officer you know and so i think that the fact that they have to band together to stop the kazon really helps for their relationship because chicote is able to sort of say lay down your weapons like we're working together now don't you realize that this is way beyond cardassian borders and federation and lines and everything yes i love that moment and i feel like they do that like wordlessly you know like yeah i think she offers the olive branch initially when they're on their two separate ships and she says you and i are both missing a crew member like tom and Bellana are down yeah. there being taken tom. by the O'Compins. tom and Bellana. i'm just i'm, I'm so tearing used. them up already <laughs> i shipped them from episode one <laughs> Um, excuse me, Harry and Bolana, And so that is a, a commonality for them. N- neither of True. them want to lose their crew members. And so I think she is so brilliant because she recognizes like the quickest way to diplomacy. She's like, okay, we both have a common goal. Let's achieve it together. And Chakotay's like, absolutely. Thanks. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, That's so true. So Best I, way to describe Janeway. Yeah. And, but she does it in so few words and, then like you said when he comes on and he tells his crew yep i'm down for this i just mm, it they don't even have to communicate from the get-go yeah the kindred spirit like you said yeah <laughs> can i mention a couple of things i thought were funny please, um please. <laughs> uh well, oh, okay. I also, I just to continue this bridge scene and then I, then we're going to laugh soon. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I noticed when Chicote was yelling at Tom because he's really pissed at him, as you were saying, yeah. that's when he turns to Tuvok and says something like, are, are you going to like do something else to me, Vulcan? And he almost gets a little racist, you know? Like, yeah. Like, what, what that's was, the only time I've seen him do that. Yeah, like, what was he going to say, you know? And so that mm-hmm. just tells you how, like, deeply he's hurt by everything that's going on around him. Like, his totally. life is crumbling, you know? 
Um, yeah, that's a lot to deal with, but don't take it out on on those the guy who was just spying on you. Come yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the thing that made me laugh is Chicote also says like maybe their cracker jack transporter man can beam us up or something. Oh my like God. he's being like weirdly derogatory towards Starfleet um like transporter people. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what what a really specific insult. Like a cracker jack, that's rude, buddy. Yeah, that's <laughs> I love it. Um yeah. And sh- I think we really see Paris and Chakotay bury this hatchet when we've got a life-saving situation, as always in Starfleet. Chakotay is telling Paris to go back and say, like, just leave me here. This bridge is going to collapse if you try to save me. Um, But Paris is like, nah, I gotta save you because then you'll owe me, you know? And so it creates sort of this, like, tentative neutral ground for them. Sorry, I'm thinking about, like, all the Star Trek characters we know that have had, like, bridges collapse. And I, I, know. I was thinking about... I was thinking of Thomas and Will. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they didn't say thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Thomas. I think about that, like, a lot, actually. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> like, at least Chakotay was like, wow, thanks for saving my life. You shouldn't have done that, but thank you. Yeah, oh my god. I'm just sorry. I sometimes get overcome with those memories. Like, no, oh same. god, it's so funny. <laughs> um, I think kind of bounce back to Chakotay and Janeway's um, like growing and changing friendship in this episode. She is willing to sacrifice her ship for the Ocompans, and he, after, as I said, like not talking very much, he is willing to risk his life in order to save everybody. And he's yeah. alone in the Valjean ship. That's how it gets destroyed as he like flies into the Kangon oh, vessel. That's right. So not only is the array gone, you know, that that's what Janeway's doing. The Kazon are coming after them and then Chakotay is able to take care of them. So mm-hmm. like already they're on the same page and they're able to really do something about the problems that they're in. And so it's like these two powerhouses, you know, like Jakote's so smart. He's just like good in really tight situations. And so I just love seeing this dual thing they've got going on. Yeah. And also good in tight situations and calm. Like that's the other thing I find so admirable about him is that like, not that you have to be calm in a situation, but Janeway often is a little more, like uptight in a situation or just like okay gotta make quick decisions and he's able to like slow her down enough and be like okay let's think through this you know or just like be sort of this pillar of cool and calmness no i totally agree with you yeah Hmm. i actually noticed that in several moments and oh i can't wait to talk about them in later episodes so i do think um to kind of start seeding the sow seeding the (laughs) sowing the seeds Sewing the What's crop. Wait, sewing the crop. Planting the seeds. Sewing the sweater. <laughs> There's nothing about sewing. Okay. So then, at the very end of this episode, to kind of set up for parallax, we see Bolana is really unsure about how this is going to go on the ship, and when she hears that Janeway is going to choose to help the Okampas and destroy the array. Bolana says, who is she to be making this decision for us? And Chakotay says, she's the captain. So, like, oh, that, that's that. a great way to diffuse that situation. And we're going to have so many times where, like, possible mutinies could occur. And Chakotay is the one saying, stop it, stop it, stop it every time. Oh, yes, that is essential. God, I love him. Like, he's just so, he's so great. This is, 
This wow, is so, I just, I love yeah. to see this because Rihanna's always been kind of like Chakotay's there. So I'm yeah, happy to I'm hear like, you praise him. <laughs> I really have ch- changed a lot after seeing these episodes in a first officer light. This is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about Chakotay and Taurus and their interaction in Paraly- Parallax. Parallax? Parallax, I think. Parallax. <laughs> <laughs> Could be anything. I think it's how sharper than a serpent's tooth. I think that's how you pronounce Parallax. <laughs> Before the world is hollow and I've touched the sky. <laughs> yeah, <maybe. laughs> um, so, yeah, we open up to the information that Taurus has hit a crew member. He's annoying, so I don't really care. Oh, God, he's <laughs> yeah. the worst crew member. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the Maki want to seize the ship. And so Chakotay has to go and talk Taurus down and essentially be like, you need to have a sit down apology with him be friends with him like make nice essentially we are one ship now one crew we are under starfleet now we have to like adapt and so it's just disconcerting because he's starting to like you said earlier there's starting to be whispers of a potential mutiny and chakotay is having to sort of put out fires on both fronts yeah, absolutely. I mean, Seska is like leading the charge. You know, she's as bold. always. She's coming up to Jakote and she's like, "Just so you know, we've got your back. Like, we'll kick their asses." And he's like, <laughs> "Literally oh out of God, nowhere." <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she brought friends too. There were people with yeah. her who were like, "Yeah, boss, we'll beat her up." You know? <laughs> yeah. Come on, really guys. Insane. Yeah. Again, yeah. there are less of you, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Ashley's like, they will be you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, two bucks, uh, the security officer. So yeah. what do you think's going to happen? What do you think you're going to do? Yeah. yeah, Seska always wants to take over the ship. This is her origin story. <laughs> Literally, you're yeah. so right. <laughs> anyway, um, I love that uh, Chakotay goes on to suggest Taurus to be the chief engineer later on. He does this. So first he's talking to Taurus and he's reprimanding her and he's like, He's listing off the injuries that she gave Carrie. Yeah, he's so annoying. So she really injured Carrie, seriously. And yeah. if it wasn't for the doctor, like, he would probably have some damage. I think Chicote said that he could have been permanently paralyzed. Not paralyzed. <laughs> I'm doing it again. Wait, wait, wait. I'm doing it again. Wait, wait. Well, right. I'm, not, I'm not positive, but I think it was, like, the bones in his nose could have, like, shattered oh, into his brain or something. I, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> it was something like that. But so anyway, this is a serious assault. Like, if yeah. this was at Starfleet, she would get kicked out you know well and then Tuvok recommends a full trial and like <laughs> yeah, of course he does and, yeah he's like this is Star Trek we need a full trial episode it's Chakotay who has to walk that line you know to maintain peace between the Maquis and Starfleet yes yeah absolutely and so this is Chakotay's first test of being a first officer like over someone like Tuvok, you know, outranking him for once because he does stand his ground. And I think Tuvok has to respect that, even though he felt like um, this is the right move, you know, by the rules, like this is how we do it by the book. I think Chakotay is trying to show like, hey, let's give them some leeway in the very beginning because the Maquis are not just going to fall into order like other Starfleet officers would. So anyway, when Chakotay is reprimanding Bellana about this, he also tells her, I want you to be my chief engineer and she's thinking oh he's joking you know what the heck yeah and he's like you have to shape up but like can you Mm -hmm. think about it you know because i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you and i haven't told the captain yet but i'm telling you this right now so bold i love that of chakotay and he 
he does it because he believes in his people. And this is the thing. Like, I was talking about his naivety of trusting easily. I think that it also is one of his greatest strengths because he puts his trust into people. And if they're not using him for something, then they are going to be, like, lifelong friends, you know, or, like, they're going to be strong in their bond, you know. And so I think Chakotay and Bolana is a really good example of that. Yes, absolutely. Um and he will go to bat for you. Like, yeah. if you need someone to come back you up, it's Chakotay. He will Definitely. show up for you. Yeah, I love every single time. I love yeah. to see this. Yeah. So then, yeah, when we move on to Jane Wayne Chakotay's conversation, that is really interesting. Uh, I love the line where um, Jane Wayne's like, clearly, it's Carrie. Like, Bolana, you know, yeah. doesn't have control of her emotions and she's really angry and that's not good. Like, even if she's a good chief engineer, like, I don't know how that's going to go. But yeah. Carrie is next in line. And then they have this whole conversation about, like, well, like, if it's all Starfleet people who are the ones who are able to rank up and the Maki people aren't, then, like, what's the point, you know? And he especially says, like, I will not be the token Maki senior officer on board. And yeah. I, I love that, too, because it kind of puts her in her place a little bit. I and mean, like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, you're right. Like, this is not a fair partnership. Yeah. You can't ever have a fair partnership if you're using the same rules that you have in Starfleet with Maki members and with this situation that is so out of Starfleet and so out of what anyone would have expected would happen to a Starfleet ship, you know. And so you have to start making different rules and bending in certain areas and Janeway really realizes that because of Chakotay which is so cool and I love that then he's immediately like anyway yeah I think Bolana should be your chief engineer <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's just like anyway, anyway. <laughs> yeah. she just assaulted somebody but like she's really really great with engines <laughs> Which she, is true. Like she out, she's better than everyone in engineering. She's but. a ten, but she'll punch you if you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and Janeway's like, she's a five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. And so I think too, the biggest point that Janeway brought up that was frustrating her was that J- Chakotay kept saying my people and sort of still in that mindset. Which this is episode two. Of course he is. You of know, course, this he's is, fresh. Yeah. This is an adjustment period for all, and I think that it's bothering Janeway that she doesn't feel like the Maki are being included in her crew, but also she doesn't really want to include them. Yeah, so I'm glad that they talk to each other about this. Communication, so important. Yeah, I think it, it kind of goes into like inherited biases that you don't even know that you have. Yeah. And then suddenly when someone calls you out on it, you're like, oh, Oh my god, like, was I really doing that? You know, like, Janeway realized, I'm not really giving Bolana a chance. So, I just love that this is kind of the groundwork that Chakotay and Janeway are doing in terms of their communication, because he asks her, can I speak candidly? And so many captains are like, I welcome it, like, can't can't wait, and she, I think she's like, can't wait. (laughs) Always. That's pretty hard, he's like, can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, uh, and I think I think Janeway's just like, okay, like, go for it. Yeah, you know? yeah, what'd she say? It was something, like, noncommittal. Yeah, I like, I think she was worried. She was like, okay. Yeah, she's like, oh, boy, what am I yeah, getting like, into? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I think she said, like, fine or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think she also was, like, worried about breaking down that professional wall, too, because yeah, she's trying to control so everything. And because mm-hmm. everything's out of her control. So I think even these tiny breaks, she's like, eh, <laughs> yeah. okay, whatever. Yeah. That's so true. 
Janeway listens to Chakotay and she goes and talks to Taurus. And I love this about Janeway is that she may disagree with Chakotay on a lot of things, but she's still going to hear him out and follow up, you know, like if she has something, I feel like it's probably something in the back of her head is like, I should go talk to Taurus. I should go see what she's all about. If Chakotay is this insistent that she's better than just someone who hits crew members, you know, then like, I got to hear her out. And that's when they have this other interesting conversation, but yeah. Yeah, I just have to, I know it's not Chakotay related, but I just love the scene where later in the episode, um, Janeway invites Carrie to this like senior officer briefing and then Chakotay invites Bolana. That pisses Janeway off because he went over her, you know? He was like, well, I'm bringing my own person. Well, it, wasn't it? <laughs> um, oh God. <laughs> Chakotay called and asked, like, they had an engineering problem, and he called down to engineering and was like, Bellana, what do you think? And then she gave this thing, and he's like, good, do that, or whatever. I think you're right. And and then she said what you did there was out of line. Yeah, so it, either way, like, it's not great that he's doing this, Mm -hmm. but also it really gets her attention, and like you were saying, she's like, okay, God, why is he doing this? Yeah. Maybe it's for a reason. Um... Yes. But I, I absolutely love the scene where finally Boloris. <laughs> <laughs> Boloris. <laughs> um, finally, Bolana like says the solution to because there's they're caught in an anomaly, yeah. and they're like seeing themselves and sending messages to themselves over the hours. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's really wild. crazy. Yeah. Um, and so Bolana finally figures out what the heck is going on, and Janeway is so psyched and she's like yes that is what it is and yeah. like they are face to face like so mm-hmm. amped up about science and i just love Finishing that scene. each other sentences yes. like it's really cute yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so that's what that's what seals the deal and carrie just has none of that smarts you know compared to her no no and and because he hasn't had to cut corners and do these other things to make stuff work in engineering and I love that scene, too, because then Chakotay gives this little I told you so look, you know, to Janeway, like, huh, I told you she's better. Um, but, yeah, it's still, like, but he, it's just little, it's subtle, because he's still, like, very stoic and serious, you know, when he's on bridge duty, but it's really cute. Oh, yeah, and I want to take this moment to point out how great Robert Beltran does with these tiny facial movements. Yeah. Because you can read what's on his face really easily, because he'll just do these tiny little, like, mouth quirks or, like, eyebrow raises, and you know exactly what he's saying, and it's, yeah, just just wonderful. Yeah, I love that about him. Well, we know exactly what he's saying in Learning Curve. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, he's saying we're doing this the Maki way. way. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, is, this is an episode that we reviewed when we did our Trek for Ukraine with Clone Star Pod. Uh, we are just talking about the Chakotay part today, which is, of course, the infamous slapping scene in mess hall so oh my god i'm gonna lay down a bit of groundwork here on this episode yeah, don't let just me do in it case people forgot yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna start say... che- fact checker yeah i'm gonna say something crazy so. <laughs> um so there are a few maquis members who are still struggling to fit into starfleet because there's a lot of rules and regulations that seem stupid or just like we don't have to do this in the maquis and so Tuvok wants to crack down and have a little, like, 
essentially boot camp, I guess, of um, training Maki members to get sort of in line in Starfleet regulations and all of that. So Chakotay facilitates this. He's the one who, like, says, okay, I'll recommend others who I think would benefit from your little program, <laughs> uh, Tuvok's rehabilitation program. Yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> Everyone knows that Maki officer that isn't quite fitting in right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all right, everybody, count them out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so Chakotay is, like, really enthused by this. And this, again, shows his, like, willingness to follow Starfleet and follow Janeway, I think, mostly. And he trusts Janeway to break the rules when they have to and to know that like we're too far away from the federation to like be reported or for any of this stuff to really matter the stakes are so different here but i think still some of the maquis members are struggling with that yeah i'm just thinking about how crazy it is that they don't break down more in the starfleet system and it just shows you like i guess i'm sitting here just like impressed by how janeway was able to maintain this kind of discipline and order yeah but it's it's not possible for them to get home if they don't have a way to work together so these like maquis people can't get away with this kind of stuff you know yeah otherwise it's just gonna let the bar slip and slip and slip so come on like good old command team doing a good job with this but uh so here comes chakotay to um (laughs) to uphold the senior officer way which um he sits down at the cafeteria or sits down in the mess hall it seems like he's like socializing with the um, former Maquis people and, you know, trying to listen to their complaints and problems. He just sits there as they're mm-hmm. like, Tuvok made me run laps and Tuvok yeah. made me do this and that. And, and he's like, oh, you want to do things the Maquis way? And he just he just slaps the guy who's been mouthing off to him and he's bleeding. Chakotay yeah, is he slaps him so insane. hard he like, is on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's like, <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Yeah, I have, like, such issues with this scene. I know that, like, it's so outlandish that I, like, have to laugh a little bit out of shock that it happens every time I yeah. see it. But also, it is so, so unexpected of Chicote, And that's why I expected, I guess, to see, like I said, in Caretaker, to see more of that side of Chicote when we saw him in the Maquis ship. But we didn't get much time, you know, before they went into the Delta Quadrant, um, in before the opening sequence. So, yeah. It's really interesting, though, because, yeah, we just don't see this side of Chakotay barely at all. And it was, like, kind of disturbing, you know, that, like, whoa, you're going to result to, like, physical violence to keep your crew members in line? That's the Maquis way. Yeah. Period. He doesn't even explain the slap or, like, Mm -hmm. anything else about it. He's just, like, Which indicates it's happened before. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it seems like maybe the Maquis... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is not a Maquis podcast, but yeah. like it, which actually would be really interesting. Like, Rihanna, do you want to do a spinoff podcast. where we only review Maquis episodes or Sorry. Maybe, yeah, miniseries? Yeah, miniseries. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it. Uh, it's crazy to think about because how do you have a command structure aboard a Maquis ship that um, with people that haven't been trained before, you know, that are like civilians coming on? So mm-hmm. I guess it's a little rough around the edges, you know? Um, yeah. But in this, like, sterile Starfleet atmosphere, it's mm. really shocking to see. Because no one, like, when was the last time we saw a slap? Like, original series when Scotty, yeah. like, gets in fistfights with Klingons? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, besides, like, Probably. everyone punching all the enemies all the time. but <laughs> Sure. Here, <laughs> punching every Cardassian. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like if Janeway heard about this, 
I feel like would have a stronger reaction than yes. than like nothing we got from this episode. Yeah, he, you yes. know, he just handles it. Yeah, which is which I think like this is similar to sort of Cisco and Kira. Like Janeway knows that he knows the Maquis more intimately than she ever could. So yes, like she under she trusts him to do the right thing, but I still just think like that's. You should never resort to slapping someone, and I just don't think that's a cool move, even if it was a mocky move. Like, yeah, it teaches him about that, but we learn later that this guy had, like, a horrible past, and so I just feel like he doesn't need a slapping from his officer on top of it. <laughs> he no. needs, like, I mean, maybe I'm just activating my, like, they need a counselor on their ship, they need a <laughs> Troy, where, oh, sweet love of God, they do not have anyone for their mental health, but... You know, so they got to resort to slap it, I guess. I know, like, the doctor is not programmed for that. No, <laughs> yeah. no absolutely not. Or no one would want to go to him if no. he was. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, man. So anyway, those are my concerns. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I like what you said about how um, this kind of reminds you of Cisco and Kira, because I was getting mm-hmm. those vibes, too. I think because, in general, those shows deal with such bigger problems than what's just going on the ship. Um, yeah. And so the first officer and captain team have to both be powerhouses and like be and be able to have like different skills in different areas and it kind of like bleeds the lines over like it's it's no longer Kira and Chakotay really want to get promoted and want to become captain and climb yeah. the ranks you know it's like they're here because they have to be you know like this yeah. is essential for the position and so I think there's something really like wholesome about that too. Um, Great point. I love that. Yeah. I anyway, the the punch is not is yeah, not not, not what's up. Yeah. <laughs> so we are talking about maneuvers, which begins with an intriguing transmission, as Tuvok describes it, and this is the Seska episode oh, that dread. we had to include. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the it compulsory Seska episode that is inevitably tied to Chakotay. He gets this transmission from Seska, pretty much being like, Haha, I'm here to, I don't know, what did she say? She's with the Kazon. She, she kind of admits that they were former lovers, I guess. Well, yeah, she kind of does. Oh, it's because the Kazon beam on board and they take the transporter modules from the ship. Oh, yeah. And so then she's calling him back and like, hey, haha, we took the modules. What are you going to do about it, essentially? And he's really frustrated by this and... Once they get this message, Tuvok basically announces to the bridge, like, or maybe it was in the, see, this is me doing yeah. this again. I can't remember if it was to the bridge or they were in the ready room. But to, but Tuvok's like, maybe you, Commander Chakotay, can use your intimate knowledge of Seska Ooh. to manipulate her as she has man- manipulated us. Um that is Tuvok being not aware of social surroundings. No, I was like, Sheesh. oh man, like that's rough by Tuvok yeah. that they had like had a situation together. Yeah, and Chakotay is like deeply embarrassed and feeling responsible for Seska's betrayal. I think this is exactly like we were talking about earlier, sort of the straw that breaks the camel's back. This is his like, weakness, I think. Yeah, yeah his biggest weakness. Yeah, well, and I think, too, like, her betrayal is just the one that piles on from Paris's and from Tuvok's and who knows if others. And so it's what sort of pushes him off the edge to go steal a shuttle without permission. And 
zoom off to Seska. <laughs> so, like, this is insane. But I do like really quick before I'll let you Sorry, speak. I'm just thinking zoom off to Seska would be a terrible title. <laughs> <laughs> it would it'd be the worst. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, Jesus. But I do love that there's sort of a parallel moment here where Bolana sticks sticks up for Chakotay while he's gone and while he did all this stuff without permission. When before we see, you know, the episode we were just talking about where Chakotay is standing up for Bolana. So it's just, again, show that like if you make the right friends, they'll stick up for you no matter what. If you make the wrong friends, they'll be Seska. Yeah, yikes. Yeah. Big yikes. But who would have known that she was like a Cardassian? That was you know, a real like, twist. Yeah, yeah, come on. She, No one could have guessed that. The thing that I find interesting, and yes, I love that Taurus goes to back him up here. Um, I I think Janeway's reaction is really interesting because she takes it really personally. And she yeah. says um, she feels like he publicly defied her. And this is something, especially with the Maquis officers, that she's really trying to prevent. Because you're trying to project a unified front, you know? And so how can she, and she says this to him, how can she keep her crew in order if their first officer goes gallivanting like a cowboy off to deal with things on his own? And this is one of her, like, three uses of the word cowboy. And every time she does, I just love it. Yes. Um, But... I just thought that was a really good point and it's kind of a reminder like hi like you're supposed to be responsible for all of these people but yeah. as Torres said he just it feels so embarrassed by it he feels like he has to prove himself yeah well and Janeway says multiple times asking if it's a personal score that he has to settle because she's really checking if this is like a revenge driven you know like type of move that he's making because I think she's wondering if she's misjudged him. You know, I think she's having some doubts about him. And that's why she's also feeling betrayed is because she mentions this like four times in the episode. She says like, did Chakotay not trust me? And like you said, taking it very personally. And oh, that just hurts me on both ends. Because like if they had just had one quick ready room chat about this before he busted out to go and <laughs> stop Seska, he could have brought some people in the shuttle and come up with a coordinated plan, you know, instead of going off half cocked yes, yes <laughs> spock see, is done mccoy said anyone could go off half cocked and run yeah, away you know but and not spock yeah <laughs> not spock never spock <laughs> apparently um, but yeah i think it, it's really tough for janeway because you're right she can't see the big picture here with all that he's dealing with i just really think that here chakotay is falling into such a main character vibe you know he's so sacrificial he's like i gotta do this alone i'm like oh my god relax you have an entire crew behind you that can help you in this but he's really blinded by this betrayal and it makes it more deep for him yeah well in my reading of it like of course he's embarrassed because like they used to be lovers but also i think he's like trying to prove himself to Janeway mm-hmm. in a way you know he's like yeah. kind of it's sort of a macho thing but not really like I don't know like I'm gonna take care of this problem that I caused um but he's not doing it like because he's embarrassed by what the crew will think of him he's embarrassed about what yeah. Janeway will think of him um That's so true. and so by having this worry in the first place is what gets him into trouble 
That is so I true. don't know if it's real, but that's my reading of it. No, I really love that. And I think also it's because they have that conversation later when he's back. Chakotay says, I thought I was doing the right thing, you know? And so he, he is really noble about his causes. It's just sometimes I think he's misguided or gets a little too passionate about something, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. This is the words we're going to keep saying over and over again. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the scene where he's captured, actually, because yeah. he's on Seska's ship and she's playing with him. She's like um, trying to manipulate him right away. And then when he's getting like tortured, essentially, like, like he's getting slapped by these K's on and beaten up. Yeah. Um, she's just standing there and he's like dishing out probably all of Seska's moves to this Kazon. Like, oh, is she like giving you massages? Is she like, does she like to watch you work? You know, he's listing all of these things that he knows that she's done to him. And he's so unhinged in this scene, but I kind of love it. Like there's sort of this super passionate side of Chakotay that comes out in these situations where he just is unhinged. He does not care. He's like, let's go. Because it's such a smart move, too. Like, he, while being tortured, is still able to come up with, like, to plant seeds of doubt into, you know, into this uh, Kazon's mind. And I love it, you know? It create it makes him angry. It makes the others irrational. It's a way to, like, throw them off guard, you know? And they don't get any codes from him, so. No. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Uh, he's yeah. really... Yeah, he's he's doing what he came here to do, you know? Yeah. It was interesting that he left a message for Voyager and said, if I get captured, don't come after me. Like, by no means. Please just leave me. And this is the noble bullshit part that <laughs> I was talking about, the like, main character, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that's again when Taurus has to come to his aid to Janeway because she's like well I don't know what to do like it's his wishes to go mm-hmm. so maybe we could we should just keep going and that's what Tupac says he's like all right I'm the, the, <laughs> the ship's ready let's go yeah, um, but I think what really gets Janeway to go back and save him is Taurus tells her trust your gut like there are some things that even though they're kind of against protocol you know what the right thing to do is and Janeway's like okay <laughs> she goes back yeah. and saves him and they're able to ward off the Kazon again and ward off Seska for the time being. We're not going to get into other Seska episodes. Yay! So don't worry. Well, there's We're a lot. Talk about the DNA episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no baby in this one, fake no. or not. Um, but we will see Seska again, just for a little bit. Oh, yeah, you're right. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just I have in my notes. Great job to Robert Beltran in this episode because I thought we saw so many different sides of Chakotay. Um, yes. So yeah, I just I thought he did a great job in this one. Um, he was a star in this one. Yeah. Well. Oh, absolutely. And I love the conversation that they have when they get back. And this is something we see so much is the show will open or close with these like really meaningful couple minutes of Janeway and Chakotay like talking through their feelings like it's such a not only their feelings but like command decisions or just talking about anything you know she'll be telling him stories from when she was a little girl and I love these bonding moments so much because like we're, we're getting to know the characters so well through the intimacy that they share with other people on the ship and that's just something that Voyager does so well so I yes. love these scenes. But so even when they've had a conflict, they will still come back and and recap for us and for them and for their own closure, you know? Yeah. She says, like, I'm going to put you on report if that means anything. Yeah. He says, it means I've let you down. For that, I'm truly sorry. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. dang. And that's that's also what leads me to believe that all of us was for Janeway's benefit, you know? I mean, it usually is mm-hmm. when we're talking Chakotay. All of me. <laughs> and then we Moms. go out in Unity. <laughs> this episode is one of the many, like, Chakotay down on a planet episodes that yes. we're going to continue to watch for the rest of them. So, yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about Unity. Yeah, so this is kind of a odd Borg out episode, I guess, because this is really this is what what season i think it's three yeah so not quite into borg territory yet but we're getting glimpses of it through episodes like this where this was a um this is actually a colony of xbs from wolf 359 who were transported here and like put on or i guess i don't know if they like were defective and left there or something i I can't remember their cube got disabled yeah and so they just settled there yeah, and we're able to, like, rehabilitate themselves and essentially XBs hanging out on this colony. Yeah, and then she explains also that there were raids that started and people didn't like coexisting and all of this stuff. And yeah, it's just, I don't know, I think it's an interesting episode because this is, yeah, Chakotay is stranded on this planet with the poor ensign who doesn't make it. That was sad. She seemed really cool, too. Yeah, and he was so mean to her at the beginning. Like, <laughs> I know. He was kind of a like, dick. that's a was, regret, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, so he had this head wound, and then this is where the XBs took him in and healed him up. Also, the fact that Chakotay's a vegetarian is, like, such a cute fact that I forgot about. S-tier. Like, yes. S-tier. Yeah, I thought this was a really like crazy episode to see knowing now all the history that we do with the Borg that they have like really early on XBs. And of course this is foreshadowing for a new character that we're getting at the end of the season, um, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool to introduce this at this point. But right away, I think that her and Chakotay have some chemistry. Mm -hmm. You can tell every time it's like a random character is going to fall in love with a bridge crew episode, you know, like (laughs) the sparks are flying, even though they've known each other for a minute. And uh, he gets really badly injured. And so he has to go into the link. Like he has to be linked up with the Borg. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and he is really skeptical skeptical about letting the nanoprobes heal him because he has some Borg prejudice, you know? And I think... Well, I for good it's, reason. It's, He's it's like... It's understandable. Very it's scary. like Picard's Borg prejudice, you know? Yes. And so they were literally like, no, you will die without this before Voyager gets here. And so he he lets it happen and then he sort of starts falling in love with them, with it, with her, but also with the collective, I think. Like... There is something intoxicating about never being alone, which is something that the Borg always explore with themes. So I think Chakotay is sort of taken in by her in this moment because, again, he's let his heart open to someone whom he wanted to trust. Once again, yeah, he just, he's, wow, yeah. Well, and I I can see, you know, being linked with someone like that intimately and without even having to communicate you already know like who her grandfather was and he spouts yeah. all this information about her. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. She ends up betraying him um, where they use well, his Borg link and he like yeah, yeah. gets Borgified. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so uh, Voyager ends up finding him. Chakotay encourages the lady, which I should know her name, Dr. Frazier. Hmm. <laughs> Riley. Here comes Frazier again. <laughs> I'm sensing. (laughs) Yeah, Dr. Mm. Riley Frazier is her name. So many apologies for not remembering that. Yeah, it's okay. Dr. 
Frazier is able to convince Chakotay to talk to Janeway to ask her to turn on the generator in the Borg cube. That is really sketchy because it could make the Borg cube come back, you know, and then the Borg yeah, would... Yeah, some other Borg. Yeah, like this, yeah. this is a really crazy idea. And Janeway's mm-hmm. like, nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. Like, we'll give you the supplies you need, but it's too great of a risk to allow you to start up this generator again. And Chakotay is so, again, passionate about this cause that he is understanding that she says no, you know, but he really is trying to convey how much he desperately trusts these people. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a tough line that he's trying to walk here. He's always playing the go-between, you know, and he has a really convincing argument, but Janeway shuts it down and says, no, we're not doing that, like you said. And so then they pretty much activate Chakotay, <laughs> poor thing, yeah. and he has to, like against his will go down to the planet and activate the cube and i don't think he succeeds right well i thought actually the um they ignited the borg cube and then uh they had a fight with the borg (laughs) (laughs) and they took over the cube and they were like thank you to chakotay and like let him fly away i'm pretty sure that's how it ended i literally don't remember but that sounds amazing (laughs) and i totally believe you so yeah okay um, yes. Yeah, I'm right about this. Well, well done. Yeah. Actually. So then, this board cube is in control of by the co-op, which ends up being good. But as Janeway points out, they still didn't hesitate to use Chakotay when their needs suited him, even though they're not like trying to assimilate people. Chakotay kind of ends it by saying, like, "How long will it take for them to start assimilating again?" You know. That's what I'm wondering. Hmm. Slippery slope. Yeah. Um, well, I think this is, uh, it's funny watching these episodes back to back with Maneuver in this one because he takes the shuttle yeah. <laughs> both times. Um, but <laughs> so when Janeway like talks to him in the sick bay, she's like, oh, well, I guess this time you were under mind control. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't really like. This time wasn't your bad. I'm not yeah. putting you on report for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about another time that Chicote is separated from the crew? Yeah. He gets taken a lot, I'm realizing, in these episodes. <laughs> I think he's Almost the, as much as Harry Kim. I think he's Starfleet's most taken. No, no way. <laughs> we have to make a list. I do not think Chakotay's the most taken. <laughs> no way. Who is it? Like It's Spock or someone. I don't know. We have to, we'll have to do a competition. Literally. Okay. Um, so, this time, he's taken by dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Chakotay, it's like kidnapped, but like archaeologically kidnapped. I don't know how to say it. Like Indiana Jones kidnapped you, you know? Like, but you're a gold statue. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Chakotay's the golden stone. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, it's actually more like if if humans imprisoned monkeys, but then I was like, we do so. But it's true, because they're looking for the distant origin of where they came from. And they see, oh my gosh, we came from this planet called Earth. And Chakotay is able to realize, I am co- talking to a dinosaur. Yeah, they're they're called Sorens. Um, yeah. Sorry, and- I shouldn't be. <laughs> I'm speciesist. I'm saying, oh, Brianna, this is not a, an old-fashioned stegosaurus who yeah, you're right. kidnapped Chakotay. How dare <laughs> yeah. you? Um, completely different time periods. True. But... Um, 
yeah, actually, every time we get to talk about the dinosaur episode, it's my favorite, like, conversation. Because yes. <laughs> it's such a cool concept. He is really chill with the dinosaurs. And I think it's a... I think he's probably the best person they could have kidnapped for this. I mean, yes. Janeway, she would have had them, like, eating out of her hand, you know? <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Like, not only am I, like changing your society like yeah get me a capri sun you know get me a coffee yeah. i don't know why she can want a capri sun <laughs> yeah, you're right get me a pacific cooler <laughs> they would though not that strawberry would... kiwi disgusting hey that's my favorite flavor no it okay. is it is my favorite too oh, okay good <laughs> Oh, anyway. Anyway, yeah. So, so Chakotay, yeah. despite it not being Janeway, he is able to really, like, help Professor Gagan to confirm his theory and work with him. And I like how Chakotay literally talks himself out of the bindings that he's in when he's first taken. Because, again, yeah. he's so calm in the situation. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's easier for me to talk if I'm not bound up. And the guy's like, oh, yeah. you seem pretty reasonable, even though you're bipedal. It's so great how he's able to create these connections right away and help to sort of diffuse situations he's just the best at that he reads the room he knows what needs to be done in each situation and yeah i'm just impressed i think that in the trial it's interesting that he intervenes um yeah because that part again not to an extent as we've seen in other episodes but i think he is invested in this and he's especially invested in dr gagan because i think he's like come to like him you know and really respects what he's doing as a scientist so chakotay's like well i have like nothing bad will come to me if i speak out in this trial so i thought that was really cool that was so cool it's it's one of the coolest chakotay moments like and you know that this is just him again really believing in this cause and really understanding that like oh i'm seeing parallels of what is it pike says shades of old earth Mm -hmm. you know like in this sort of religion looming over science and so yeah it's just it's it's a really like tragic ending and i'm really always sad but i'm glad that chakotay was able to contribute to their lives yeah absolutely me too and hopefully one day they'll accept their origins yeah, it seems like once that lady is not in charge anymore. <laughs> yeah, once they get some, like, separation of church and state, it'll be better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, wow, shall we get to the Borg oh, section? Oh, lordy, lord, here's the Borg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, wow, it's scorpion time. Okay, I'm ready to get stung. Um. Okay, let's talk right away about this story that Chakotay tells Janeway in the middle of this episode, which is about the scorpion, which of course is the title. He says that there was a scorpion who needed to cross a river and he asked the fox, hey, will you allow me to climb on your back and we can cross the river together? And the fox is like, dude, you're going to sting me halfway across the river and then I'm going to drown. And so I'm not going to do that. And the scorpion's like, no, like if you drown, then I drown because I can't swim. So why would I do that halfway across the river? He's like, okay, sure. The fox like thought about it. He's like, sounds good. So they do it. And the scorpion stings the damn fox <laughs> as he's halfway across yeah. the river. And as the fox is like drowning, he's like, why? Um, <laughs> and the, the scorpion's like, it's in my nature. And so I think that is a great story uh, to tell because this is the whole dilemma of this episode is that species 8472 is a bigger threat than the Borg and so after a lot of talking about what they're going to do um, Janeway decides to 
make a temporary alliance with the Borg. We're going to negotiate with the Borg. I love that. It's so epic. Yeah. It's it's insane. But, but Chakotay does not love this. No. He is shocked, essentially, that, <laughs> yeah. that she would make this decision. Yes. Yes. Which is crazy because a couple episodes ago, he was like pro-Borg. And now he's like, yeah. nope, I'm not into this. But I, I think this made him more suspicious of the Borg mm. and more closed-minded, you know? Yeah, yeah. You could be right. I think like, you're, I you think you're right. Like, you no way into trusting them. Yeah. yeah. They have a conflict of interest, you know, o- often, I realize, they have these, but they're able to talk them through, and Chakotay is just like, just so you know, this is not a good idea, in my opinion. And Janeway's like, that's great. Anyway, we're doing it. <laughs> Essentially, that's, I mean, I'm really paraphrasing here. He's really strong about this. Um, yeah. And I think uh, we should also talk about the very opening of the episode where they understand that we're going to be going through Borg space and, like, how do we prepare for it? Janeway is reading up on all the captains who's dealt with Borgs before, and um, she quotes Picard, she quotes uh, someone else, like another captain. They have yeah. this really cute interaction where Chakotay's, like, teasing her, like, oh, you were doing the inflections of the captains. Yeah, and she's like, cute. shut up. No, it wasn't. Like, it, it's yeah. such a, like, wholesome, like, moment together. And then they have this more deep conversation about how Chakotay, or about how Janeway is alone out here because she doesn't have anyone to ask for help or guidance. She doesn't have any admirals to call and ask for their help. Um, No Shelby to assign. Yeah, no Shelby to assign. No even other ships to help defend them. Mm -hmm. Like, it's only her. And Chakotay reminds her, like, you're not alone because I'm here with you, you know, and we'll make these choices together. And so I love, like, their show of unity uh, at the beginning of this episode. And so once Chakotay, like, strongly disagrees with her plan to make this alliance she feels betrayed because mm-hmm. like she takes this personally i think again yeah, yeah again because um she's like well chakotay if you're not going to support me then i guess i really am alone and oh yeah ouch Oof. ouch that one hurts god yeah yep yeah and i before we get to the more of the hurt <laughs> um i think it's interesting because in the beginning of this episode when they're talking about the reports and everything that Janeway's reading Chakotay is noticing that she hasn't eaten. He's, like, asking her to dinner. Like, please eat something. Like, we need you strong and all this stuff. And this is something that Janeway falls into a lot, you know, where she puts herself so headfirst into command that she, like, forgets all other self-care and all about everything else she needs to do. And so Chakotay is the one to reel her back, which is why it's worse when he's not there in Year of Hell. Um, And why no one can reel her back but like he's the one to sort of keep her from tipping off that edge and he's this kind of calm counsel to her sort of chaotic and definitive command style so it's just really wonderful to see and then even more hurtful when we see this just like really difference of opinion on the borg and how they really can't reconcile it for quite a while no it takes them i mean this is a two-parter it takes them almost the entire two episodes to come back together and this is rare we don't see them like if they have an argument it might last like one scene but not for multiple scenes where they're having the same argument over and over again um and i think it really comes to a head at the end of the first episode when janeway is injured and she's in sickbay and she's in really bad shape and um like her head is like her brain is like swelling and like all this like crazy stuff is happening chakotay's there of course and instead of like 
apologizing or like trying to say anything you know like these could be my last words you know like anything like emotional or meaningful yeah what she says to him they need this ship you make this work you must get the crew home because at this mm. point the borg are on the ship and they're trying to maintain this peace with them you know and it's yeah. like remember that they want the ship so you have this leverage like she is so determined to make this work that these are like her last words to him you know yeah which is really powerful to me it's a beautiful thing and chakotay uh does not heed her words he decides to sort of go behind the Borg's back and develop this weapon and then plans to drop them off at the planet and send down the nanoprobes then so that they can have what they want but not get Voyager. Yeah, so he's trying... I think this is where I find similarities in him and Riker is that they're so concerned about the safety of the crew that sometimes they can't make those captain C decisions because... It is a risk to the crew, you know, a really dangerous risk. And what Janeway's doing is really dangerous, trying to align with the Borg. And he, since he doesn't believe in it from the start, it makes it even more difficult, you know, for him to believe that this will go well. And so he just goes back on what she orders him. Yeah, I could not believe this because her last words to him were, hey, like, stay on the course. Like, this is my order. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so to me that shows, and I'm sure it feels like that to Janeway, like um, they're not really as aligned as they thought because it, like, when it really comes down to it, he's still going to go with what he thinks is right, which was so surprising to me. But yeah, Rihanna, yeah, it's because the whole the crew is in danger, and also um, in his defense, the Borg wanted Voyager to travel back like a long time to backtrack or five days. That's what it was mm-hmm. um, to backtrack five days to go rendezvous with the Borg ships and transfer communications to them or something. And so I do understand like, yeah, he doesn't want to be losing any time. He wants to be going forward. So he's just mm-hmm. going to drop off the Borg at like a nearby <laughs> planet and then keep going home and like do their best. But that is yeah. really wild too completely and it doesn't end up happening like none of it really ends up mattering because the borg attempt to take over voyager when they learn that they're going to go drop him off at a planet and chakotay opens a cargo bay door as he threatened to all the borg and a lot of their technology are blown out the cargo bay except Mm -hmm. seven was able to hold on yeah it's so true well and what what does help in the long run is the fact that like he he has some reasoning because they realized that the that the Borg started the war with species 8472. And so that's also what Chakotay uses as an excuse of like, well, they started this, like, they're not, they're culpable as well, you know, but I'm like, I don't know. I mean, Janeway knew this from the start. The Borg are bad. Like, we all know this. No one wants to be assimilated. Yeah. So... It's yeah. it's a really tough call. So when he's like over her in sickbay, he says, you're more than just my captain, you're my friend. And so mm-hmm. we know that even though he's disobeying her orders, he's really having a hard time with it. And I think even at the end of the episode, he says, just so you know, disobeying you was one of the hardest thing I've ever had to do, which yeah. like, wow, which, which like when you think about in general, his like loyalty and trust in other people, it is actually, it is actually saying something. That you know. makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. 
But luckily, Chakotay is the linchpin in this because he's able to tap into Seven and they both feel the sever of the link and, you know, both sort of go through that pain together, but he's able to stop her from assimilating the ship. That's great that he's able to sort of use his latent Borg abilities from, uh, what was it, Unity. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, like, they come up with this plan because finally Chakotay and Janeway decide to communicate and, like, really, truly start trusting each other again because this has been the problem all along and it's what Seven said would happen to humans. The humans will ha- let their individuality destroy them eventually. And so that's what Janeway realizes is going on between her and Chakotay. It's like, man, we're fighting a war out here, but we can't win because of the war in here. And so I just think it takes such a good leader to be able to recognize that and like step out of your ego and say, okay, actually, we both need to be making some compromises on this because it hasn't been working where I do something you fully disapprove of and then you do something I fully disapprove of. Like we have to have some common ground. Yeah, I I guess I just want to lastly, I just want to say... that I love seeing their like deepening trust in this episode because I, I forgot to mention earlier like the then I am alone Chicote line he says before that or she says do you trust me and he says yes but I still have to tell you that I think you're making a fatal mistake mm. and I really appreciate Chicote he will always say straight up if he thinks a mistake is really dire and that's essential first officer qualities right there. Yeah, you can't be afraid to contradict your captain when it's necessary. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so now back to Chakotay alone. <laughs> Chakotay stranded, being manipulated yet again. Yep. Poor buddy. <laughs> this is almost nearing like O'Brien level of manipulation in this episode. Yeah. The simulation manipulation is a whole nother level. <laughs> Wow. Credit where, you know, credit where credit is due, Rihanna. That was... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Chakotay has a shuttle accident. It turns out he was dropped into a war zone, which it actually turns out was actually a simulation. Um, but essentially, we as viewers get to see him struggling to understand this planet and understand the conflict going on between these two species. And he is in doctrine from the start to their side to like the voy something vori to the vori's side saying that the krenin are evil and beasts and all this stuff and using like war like hate rhetoric and i was just i love this type of you know like it's really saying a lot about the world and about war and like how there's two sides to people's stories and I think that Chakotay if he had not been like brainwashed in this episode low-key like he probably would have wanted to listen to the Krennan side and really understand both areas of the conflict but he was too emotionally invested in the Vori's uh literally training combat simulation yes absolutely um also I think this really like again showcases Chakotay's true nature because I think he just loves rooting for the underdog and in this situation he's given a like sweet little village to interact with and all of these like hard worn people who are battling like Mm -hmm. really likable people who um like are easy to attach to which of course is the point but this whole time like this episode was so tricky because you 
like Chakotay never acts out of character at all. Um, no. I think the first signs that he's getting like too invested. Okay, I should not say he never acts out of character, but he never does anything that I think is like too beyond him, too beyond his normal self. Um, yeah. Except when it starts like really getting real with the battle, and he does kill a Kraden, and he starts to call them beasts because that's yes. like that's where the line is really. Uh, <laughs> where he yeah. really like crosses that line and is beginning to become obsessed with a- yeah. helping them. I think that this probably triggered a lot of like trauma he has with the Cardassians and with like their sort of their ruling. And he said that he was like on one of the colonies that was in the Cardassian border, and that's why he joined the Maquis and all of this. Like, he volunteered and left Starfleet for the Maquis, and so it makes me wonder, too, you know, if that, like, these these lost causes, quote-unquote, you know, that we talked about with Kira last week are something that he also sort of inherited from just the, like, oppression that the Cardassians have been putting these colonies under for years yeah since tng you're exactly right this this is the root of that for him absolutely um, yeah so he's a perfect candidate is kind of why like they said it, it was happenstance you crashed here but you were also sort of a good candidate for them to train yes well and i i want to note that rihanna and i had talked about this episode ahead of watching it and she had said, like, man, it's just kind of, like, slow and boring. Mm-hmm. And I was really feeling that the first half of the episode because it's just a Chakotay episode. You don't really know what's going on with these people. I yeah. also kind of get, like, West Side Story vibes where oh, it's, God. like, this yeah. conflict that is meaningless. You know, it's, like, people are mm-hmm. fighting and they don't know why they're even fighting. Um, yeah. But it really takes a hard turn um when Janeway finally contacts like the ambassador or not the ambassador or the like chancellor of the planet and it's a mm-hmm. it's not a Vori who that we've been seeing mm-hmm. Vori that we've been seeing the whole time it's a Kraden liaison yeah. and so to me I was like oh my god like that's really crazy what's going on here because we've kind of been indoctrinated in this episode as well to think that the Kraden are these beasts or horrible and we heard that they're like people in concentration camps essentially and like you know so we are also being taught the same things Chakotay are so I was like oh my god they aligned with the villain but then I was wondering you know because I've seen this episode before so I was like I think I remember how this ends I'm pretty sure I remember that they're actually the ones who are trying to you know save Chakotay. I did not remember that I was really surprised <laughs> um, yeah the thing that shook me too is when finally the finally voyager finds him tuvok beams down and he's just like hey commander like it's me it's tuvok let's go um i'm here to rescue you from voyager and chakotay is convinced that he is a kraton um Mm -hmm. alien yeah it's like he almost almost shoots him him. he almost shoots him and even once he's back on voyager it's not like an immediate switch like oh feeling better um he's very traumatized by this experience and i felt so bad for him because he got the classic 90s trek treatment which janeway has a captain's log and says um 
She says, Chakotay came back with both physical and psychological wounds, but it might take some time for his psychological wounds to heal. No. I'm like, oh my god, that's classic. Like, he should just go roll in the mud with his brother or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, they didn't even give him a healing arc episode. of course they did it. They they had 20 episodes of them falling asleep and fighting an alien, Rihanna. There's no time for Chakotay to get over his trauma. No, literally. Well, and he does mention it at the very end because, you know, he learns all about the propaganda machine that the Vori have been doing and knowing that he still hasn't healed from this experience and he sees a Kraden, you know, coming to him and apologizing. He has to leave the room and Janeway goes after him and Chakotay says, I wish it were as easy to stop hating as it was to start. Woof. That is like one of my favorite Chakotay lines. It's just, Yeah. I love it. Well, and for me, like, how this kind of relates to First Officer, um, in my opinion, is, like, seeing how well he falls in with the soldiers on the ground. Totally. Um, and he, I mean, he was a soldier, and so I think he, um, it's bringing him back to his roots, like, what he's used to. And he is a good leader. He is good with people, even though it's a simulation um it yeah. just, i think to me it just shows that no matter the environment he's in he's just someone you can plop down and he will like make it better and he will thrive in it yeah yeah, yeah. that's so true yeah oh i'm ready to not thrive and cry for a year because it's time for the year of hell <laughs> <laughs> the year of tears uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um ashlyn i recognize that these last few episodes chicote centric have been a uh, sort of talking about chicote's leanings <laughs> towards <laughs> oh my like, gosh he, yes yes and we have one more to go <laughs> and then we're back to <laughs> loyal chicote oh, but man. i love this episode because i think we do again get to see the strength of chicote's empathy and how far he'll go yeah, anyway, let's talk about Year of Hell Part 1, though, before we go Oof. any further. Okay. Which, my yeah. goodness gracious. I mean, <laughs> this is the Voyager movie we never got. I've said it before. Yes. I will say it every time, because yes. this is such a great episode. So, here we go. We're starting right in the beginning, <laughs> where they are not allowed to pass through Krenum space. Um, this Krenum dude is like, nope, this is conflicted area if you stay here like you will be fired upon and she's like we're not yeah. going anywhere and they dead ass like she's voyager going. yeah yeah um and even with the aid of uh like the people that they're fighting which i can't remember the species name um oh yeah it's that ship doesn't like the ambassador the ship like doesn't help at all no um because and and then i think in that around the same time we see the ship like time use its omicron radiation and like rewrite history which is one of the many times that this is going to happen um and uh what's i can't remember this first conflict with chakotay and janeway well so this is it's a bit further in we see that uh it's been a couple weeks i believe and the 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 bridge is completely damaged janeway's ready room is damaged chakotay says like to Janeway he he poses that they leave the ship behind break into smaller groups and rendezvous on the other side of Krennan's space because he says it'll increase their chances of survival and yeah he like knew Janeway wasn't gonna like this and she says I'm not breaking up the family Chakotay yeah and what I'm glad to see at this point in their relationship is that she's not taking these um suggestions personally she's just like okay this is a really serious situation 
I, but I'm not breaking up the crew, you know? And yeah. it is his job to provide alternative viewpoints. I, again, like similar to Riker, you're really right about that. Like, um, just so there are other options, you know, you have to yes. think outside of the box. And sometimes Janeway really loves those suggestions because that's her version too. But in this case, no, Voyager is home. They're staying there. They're all going home together. Exactly. And I love when Chakotay says, like, that's good. I didn't particularly like the idea of myself. Yeah, yeah, I love that too. Oh, oh man. <laughs> and the pocket watch. Oh, God, it hurts me. Oh, one of the oh. many things that hurt. Um, so Voyager is just getting, like, pummeled in this war yeah. they're having with the Krennin, and Anorax is, like, tearing them apart. They are slowly over time strengthening their shields so they can prevent against these time torpedoes that Anorex has. It's crazy. (laughs) Um, They're finally able to like figure out how to modify the shielding, but inside they're eating like ration packs. It is rough going. Like everyone's Mm -hmm. dying. Um, Like the doctor's overwhelmed. Tuvok is blinded. Um, Is Tuvok already blind at this point? Yeah, he's blind in the, I think like halfway through. Oh, um, it's all like it's all getting it's all really bad um, but this this uh, this scene starts where Chakotay comes up to Janeway and says happy birthday she's like what and he's like it's May 20th and she's like what like still in April. <laughs> yeah she's like time is just flying by I don't even know what's going on I like never sleep um, mm-hmm. and he has kept track of the days and yes. he thought about this amazing watch that's like perfect for her for, by it's like Captain Cray's watch. And he was a ship captain who was lost out at sea and everyone thought he was dead. But he came sailing back into the harbor thanks to this watch. Um, maybe not thanks to the watch. <laughs> thanks to the watch alone. <laughs> Chakotay's watch is watch a magic watch. Whispered <laughs> in his ear. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Um. But it's just, like, this really, really meaningful and special watch. And it's beautiful, too. Like, it's made out of this really, like, amazing metal, um, really authentic. And Janeway, she is admiring it. And she clearly likes it. But she steals right back up. And she's like, this needs to be recycled. This represents a meal or supplies or something. Hypo spray. Yeah, Yeah. that could be going to people in need. And Chakotay is crushed by this. That is the most painful scene. Like, just seeing his face just crestfallen. Yeah, and I I just think, like, man, this it's hard not to talk about Janeway in this episode, but um, she is just putting 100% of herself into being a captain. And there's no Catherine right now. It's only Janeway. No. Um, and that is like... That hard. hits her. I mean, she's like so strong, but we know she's not sleeping. We know she's like really starting to lose it. You know, she's getting really reckless. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just felt... And Chikote even said like, I replicated this watch months ago, like five months yeah. ago, he said, before any of this happened. Well, I was just going to say, this pocket watch scene, like, really represents what I love most about Chakotay, and it's his ability to, like, read Janeway. I mean, here it's tougher, because she turns it down, but still, he is always trying to keep her together to to help her stay afloat during these tough times, and I think to sort of level out her mental health, you know? She's, he's, like, trying to make you, help you forget about the job for two seconds and think about your own birthday that's happening right now you know it's just an amazing quality that he should never lose i know well and i think it's essential to how he 
views the first officer role as like sometimes and also i think because he just i mean he loves her um yeah (laughs) um, he cares about her so much that it goes beyond duty you know um totally and yeah oh god it's just so sweet he's like you need to sleep you need to eat Mm. yeah Mm-mm. oh it's so beautiful yep yeah and then it makes it all the harder when chakotay and paris are captured you're right chakotay might be the most captured <laughs> character <laughs> i'm saying i'm saying if the ship gets boarded chakotay's out of there literally like... <laughs> um yeah and so he is taken to anorax's ship and that's when janeway starts making more reckless moves that no one can can like pull her off the ledge of like you no know. one can stop her and there's that meeting no. with the senior officers and janeway's like oh it's been a long time since we've all been gathered together um let's talk about the plan and she's so crisp like she's not yeah. about emotion she's like tore it or she just points at Tora. she's like shields she points at someone else and she's like what's yeah. going on with engineering you know yeah like boom 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 report um and then she's like i'm sick of being in this nebula i don't want to be in here for three more weeks let's go and everyone kind of looks at each other and they're like what the f like yeah no like we are gonna die if we leave this nebula um and seven speaks up and is like that is dumb (laughs) (laughs) oh and i love tuvok afterwards he's like that was not uh, that is not proper to (laughs) go against your captain and Seven's like, even if I'm right? And she's like, yes, <laughs> even if you're right. <laughs> even if you're right, yeah. Um, and it's straight up yeah. because Ch- Chakotay's not there because if he were, he would wait till everybody left and then they would have another yeah. fight, you know, where he's like... They'd have um, their talk, yeah. their obligatory talk of the episode. I think yeah. he could have negotiated with her at least a couple more days rather totally. than like, I want to get going in two hours. That's crazy. That's insane. You need a plan. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, and so... Then we have, on the other side, Chakotay learning more about Anorex and his whole evil origin story, villain origin story here. Paris is not for it. He is not sympathizing with anything that Anorex is going through, but Chakotay does empathize with him here, so much so that they start working together to try to fix the timeline and repair all the fractures and all this stuff and get to how many of a percent you know with that anorex been is has been obsessed with for decades or for centuries yeah i get frustrated with chakotay in this episode but i especially after seeing all these episodes like all these other episodes with chakotay it totally fits his character yeah once again he's trying to empathize with someone so hard that he can understand them and he feels bad for Anorax, and it's easy yeah. for him to forget that he's killed, like, millions of people, um, billions of people, probably, as Tom Paris keeps reminding him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I get frustrated with him. But, I mean, here's the one key factor, though, that I do have to ask is how do you think it would have gone differently if Chakotay wasn't captured and wasn't anorex's little pawn yeah i don't think it would have happened like because what's good is even though he's starting to become obsessed with these calculations and like kind of admiring anorex he's still listening to tom and Mm -hmm. tom is infiltrating um and like kind of getting chummy with this officer guy um orbits or something um he's a a nice little guy um yeah but it's only because chakotay has an open mind 
that's that's how they get out of it you know he's like okay tom actually you came up with a good plan and yeah anorex is like kind of losing it and i think also there was a turning point where anorex had stopped like messing around with chakotay trying to recruit him and just like yeah. did a calculation and like with without the, testing yeah, yeah and it was like 52 percent restoration which is a lot but still like wiped out a whole Crazy. species yeah which is against what chakotay is for obviously yeah, exactly. And I think he got so obsessed because he wanted to make it right and he wanted to see Janeway again. And I think both of them are kind of going crazy when they're not around each other for long enough, you know? And I think because they're each other's stabilities in these different ways. And I think that if Chakotay hadn't been there, like, yes, he could have kept Voyager more intact and, like, maybe helped Janeway, you know, off of those ledges she crawls up, up, to, up onto. But then Anorax wouldn't have had the idea to send Voyager back to the beginning of the episode where they were just starting to go into Krennan space. So, yeah, it's absolutely yeah. true. Also, the thing I wanted to add is that I think as admired, like as interested Chakotay is in this like whole situation with Anorax, I think he's kind of become obsessed with the idea that he could theoretically get Voyager home faster or yeah. like prevent them from even coming into the Delta Quadrant um, mm -hmm. like he's trying to think of different ways to help himself too and I think yeah, this true. I, I mean it's like being presented with three wishes you're like okay how am yeah. I gonna deal with this like magical thing um, and Chakotay thinks maybe I can like do it all manipulate the situation yeah exactly yeah but he can't and i yeah you're totally right that together what they did individually is what helped solve the problem so yeah oh yeah i love to see it um i also have to mention um later when janeway's like really having a tough time on the ship she finds the watch because it, she was yes. in chakotay's quarters and he didn't have the heart to recycle it um and she just like treasures it you know she, yes, she puts, she it, puts it, on her, it on her hip yeah she puts it on her hip she's like how does it look <laughs> neelix is like handsome <laughs> oh my god like, why did neelix survive this long in year of hell oh <laughs> Burn. i'm sorry yeah, why was it like yeah why did tuvok get blinded <laughs> <laughs> neelix was right there <laughs> oh my god oh, man. yeah i oh i that just breaks my heart and it shows you that they are really thinking about each other, like you said, Rihanna. Wow. Ashlyn, do you want to talk about another time where Chakotay is passionately reckless? Oh. oh yes, I do. <laughs> yes. Okay, this is timeless, folks. We have arrived at our second to last episode we're discussing today, which is an episode we discussed in Death Fakeouts. So, welcome back to Timeless Part 3. And, we time, and time travel. And time travel, yeah. Yeah, Part 3, everyone. Um, this time we will just be talking about Chakotay and his obsession to restore Voyager in a different way than last episode. <laughs> yeah, this is, we, we've said it before, um, this is his version of Endgame, essentially. Yes, this, this is Chakotay's Endgame. Chakotay goes back and changes the past because it didn't end the way he wanted. Um, this time with Harry Kim and this lady, too, who yep. he's like, has fallen in love with and has been um, helping him and Harry get back to restore Voyager and send and fix the mistake that they did with yeah, this stream. 
Well, and mind you, it wasn't just helping. It was doing illegal activity to help them. Like, they all defied Starfleet protocol, orders, everything once they got back to Earth and were, like, tormented by the fact that they they think that they caused the deaths, especially Harry thinks he caused the deaths of everyone on Voyager because they crashed into this frozen planet and, and that's why they go back and everything to stop them from even turning on the slipstream drive in the first place. But... I think that we see a case here of two characters who grieve unhealthily together, shall we say. You know, this is a very, like, Rutherford-esque, solve your emotional problems with science vibe, you know? Like, this is really Harry and Chakotay egging each other on in order to make this future happen, and they risk, uh, like, everything for it. Oh my gosh, it's really, uh, yeah, (laughs) it's really insane if you think about it, like everything that they did. Um, One scene where I really respect Jordy, actually, because we get an amazing Jordy cameo in this one. Um, They, the Starfleet is finally caught up with Harry and Chakotay, and basically Jordy warns him, like, okay, we have to start shooting on you because you're breaking the rules like you're breaking the temporal prime directive you cannot do this there's 15 years of history that i don't want to change um that yeah. no one wants to change years. that's yeah. a long time that's the entire mm-hmm. future like oh my gosh um and i i kind of respect that jordy's like okay i understand that it's your crew and if i were in your situation i don't know what i would do differently so yeah. <laughs> you know it He's makes like, i get it it makes yeah. me think that there's a parallel universe where jordy did like read it all good jordy things did time you know yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> jordy does end game yeah yeah <laughs> he's like i'm getting them home faster um but yeah so i i really love that and of course mm, good to see lavar burton and good to see so that good. chakotay is so like solid on this plan even though as the time gets closer he's getting a little he's getting some jitters and he's like i don't want to lose you you know if this means changing the future Mm -hmm. and she's like we'll see each other again and it sounds just like the whale lady (laughs) totally and they never heard from her again (laughs) what's up (laughs) i was gonna talk about um just real quick um because we get flashbacks of what actually happened on voyager um when the slipstream was activated and everybody died um like the first time around and i just love these scenes with janeway and jacote um we've been talking for like half or more of this episode about how janeway has a crazy idea and then jacote says i don't like it um please reconsider and then she does it anyway and she he's like god it worked you're so lucky and you're amazing i love you um but in in this one she has a crazy idea and he says i don't like it like he's looking at the schematics for the slipstream drive slipstream drive and he's saying um if a starfleet engineer looked at this they would think we were insane like th- this just doesn't seem safe to me and i don't think it's worth the lives of the crew like we've been saying he's he's got his script down um yes and janeway's like i think it'll work and they're having dinner together at this point and Janeway's like this is our last night we're celebrating our last night in the Delta Quadrant and so before this like conversation even happens you can tell that she's not going to change her mind Um, even though in this case Chakotay is right and the one time that she didn't listen to Chakotay is devastating and he 
like he should he should have saved his you're about to make a fatal mistake speech for right now (laughs) (laughs) you're so right yeah this was wild this was definitely a desperate solution brought on by like a lot of false hope you know um so yeah i'm really glad that they were able to change all of this and go back to the current episode timeline we were watching but it's still just devastating and wild to see the lengths he'll go for for voyager but also for janeway yes that's love that's what it always comes back to yeah and it was i it was so hard even for me to think about like chakotay seeing janeway's skeleton you know like oh lord and when he like haunting he sits in the chair and he's like oh i can't even speak yeah yeah oh gosh like harry is really motivated by guilt and chakotay is motivated by love yep 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 (laughs) one other time he's motivated by love (laughs) (laughs) am i shattering you ashlyn i'm shattered (laughs) okay so i really have to shout out to mana or manalizer on twitter because uh mana and where's bev and i (laughs) all four of us me and i all of them um (laughs) We have all been talking uh, a lot about uh, JC Love on Twitter, and Mana actually was, or Mana was actually the one who recommended Shattered as being one of the best Janeway Chakotay episodes from every perspective, and also like, like or the best JC episode to rewatch, and one of the best episodes overall in Voyager. And so, because of their suggestion, I was definitely eager to explore this in a first officer situation. Um, it's essential. Um, yes. I agree with that statement. Yeah. So just thank you for putting that on our radar. Um, this, yeah, this episode's so great because the ship is shattered, as said, uh, into different pieces. So every part of the ship is in a different time zone. We have um, young... Time zone. Time zone. <laughs> <laughs> this one's in Pacific. This one's in Eastern. This one's yeah. in, like... That was in New Zealand. UK. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this gmt mm-hmm. um yeah. they're all in different times time periods mm-hmm. uh like on the bridge we have janeway who hasn't even left the alpha quadrant um in the transporter room we have torres who like just got beamed onto voyager um i won't give every situation but like seska's there the doctor's there without his mobile emitter and chakotay because the doctor um like injected him with a special serum that like made him walk between time zones yeah (laughs) he could go from mountain to eastern just late a snap (laughs) boom Um, yeah (laughs) and he uh so that serum is like amazing and it allows Chakotay to travel between them and then he gets basically the crew together to fix the ship and the most essential thing to fix voyager is Catherine janeway so he has to gain her trust all over again from the beginning and it's just beautiful to see mana is so right saying that this is a perfect jc episode from all angles because it also shows yeah like how we see janeway from the beginning but then we also see her interacting with other decisions that she's made in her past as chicote is able to inoculate her and so she can go through different timelines on voyager he takes her on this sort of journey throughout their years together and in the process shows what an amazing officer and friend and potential lover he could be you know like he's just really showing everything like all of his skills in this episode yes and i think i 
I find the beginning especially interesting because he comes on, everyone recognizes him as a Maquis commander or a Maquis captain. Um, and so he has to like take her hostage and yeah. inject her with the serum against her will. Like he's trying to charm her into it. And he says like, oh, he says all of these intimate things about her that only someone would know if they had spent a lot of time together. So I think she's definitely interested. <laughs> and I was also yes. laughing because she's so stubborn. Um, totally. Because they're having this conversation. Chakotay's providing all the correct answers, you know, about what's going on with the ship. And he's like, didn't you see your ensign, like, walk down the hallway and disappear? Um, and she's <laughs> like, yeah, but who knows if it's related to you coming aboard my ship. And I'm like, oh, my God, Janeway. Like, come on. <laughs> I know. And even when he was like... Um... <clears throat> Like telling her about her record and stuff, she's like, "You could have got that from my key file." <laughs> I'm like, Janeway, come on, you got that on the black market. Yeah, come on, Kathy. <laughs> oh yeah, I just yeah. I love that. And so it took him literally like injecting her and pulling her back and showing her proof of what mm-hmm. was going on because he knows her so well that she's a scientist. She yeah. is definitely operating based off of facts. So sometimes he has to just show yeah. her the facts. And then she's right on board. Like, the amount of trust she puts into him is incredible. And that's what I love so much about this episode is it's showing how quickly she responds to this crisis and just excels her and Chakotay together. Yeah, and I kind of expected, like, really early on Janeway to not have as much knowledge, like, not be able to help out as much with some of the stuff that's going on in the future. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. she easily integrates herself into every single time period because that's who she is. And I think also um, she does trust Chakotay so easily because he, again, is so calm and so honest with her and, like, transparent about everything that's going on. He's like, okay, I'm giving you my full trust because I do fully trust you. So I hope you can see that same thing in me and maybe we can figure something out. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about, though, the line that made me crack up so much, the irony of it all, especially us just talking about Timeless. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that motorcycle. Uh, he says to Janeway, it's a little presumptuous to think you have the right to change everyone's future. I... No. I was like, okay, Mr. Timeless, who just did this, but he doesn't remember he did that, so (laughs) he thinks he's all righteous. And then same with, well, Janeway's gonna remember that her Admiral self did that. But I was just like, they're really alluding to Endgame and to Timeless here. Well, and, like, again, they're both so, like, they both get really obsessed with things. And luckily, they both don't get obsessed about the same thing, because that would be really bad. (laughs) A lot, yeah. Um, But she is obsessed with getting her crew home safely. And even when they're not even stranded, like, her, even in her timeline, they're not stranded yet. She wants to help the future crew because as she's going from time to time, she's starting to bond with these people and she sees Tuvok die in front of her. Like, this is heavy. That was brutal. This is heavy. Yeah. And it took me a second to realize that this was the actual timeline, you know, because we hadn't been there in a while. Like, this is season seven that they're in. So, like, Tuvok really died. There's a fake out for you that we missed. That we missed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Harry's being like really um, not not Harry, Um, Tom is being really transparent about how bad the situation is, and I think it's a lot for Janeway to handle, but she does, because she's awesome. Um, She does, totally. Yeah. And she even handles Chaotica. (laughs) That was just, that was just wonderful. I mean, it's it's an ode to Voyager, you know? Um, Yeah. I, I also loved seeing Kate Mulgrew act like early Janeway pretending 
to like not want to be involved in the holodeck like when Chakotay's watching her you know because we know she loves holodeck time but she's like embarrassed but yes yeah I mean Mm -hmm. not like Tom but um but yeah with her her turn of the screw yeah her yeah her governess (laughs) and with Da Vinci and she's like white jacket lady you know and she well that was that was a out of their will but <laughs> but also i forgot about her weird farhaven tower okay i'm, this is I'm what sorry I'm i know saying. people like farhaven but this is what i'm fairhaven. saying is like she loves her holodeck time so i think she kind yeah, of like wants right. to act along and so she has to be vulnerable like mm. showing that side in front of chakotay um i love that and and in that scene sorry when he says like he gives the dimensions and he's like oh the eighth dimension and Chaotica's like, everyone knows there's only five. And I love that Janeway just gives him a look like, really? You you could have guessed out of eight, <laughs> yeah. five dimensions, you guessed eight. <laughs> and I love that Chakotay just sort of shrugs. Like, it's just the cutest. Like, they're already telepathically communicating, even though this is, like, fresh Janeway again. It reminds me, honestly, of Michael and Book in this moment where yes. they're, like, working so well together. They're just, like, communicating, like, with their eyes and they're like, totally. oh, dude, okay. <laughs> yes, I love that. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, and then later on, he says, it's my duty to protect you. Like, as mm-hmm. first officer, it's my duty to protect you. And, boy, he just takes this role so seriously and I just, I love him for it and... <sighs> that's so special it's so yeah. wonderful i the end of this episode makes me like happy and sad because finally like we get this amazing ending where everyone from all the different time periods are inoculated with the time serum everyone like kicks seska's butt and is able to regain yes. the voyager and then everybody leaves and janeway's like i have one more question it doesn't involve breaking okay. the temporal prime directive and Janeway's like, well, maybe just a little bit. Like, she's being so cute. I can't even handle so it. So coy, um, yeah. And then Chakotay's like, uh, or, and she asks, like, does our relationship ever go any further? Because it seems like we got really close. We know so much about each other. I'm paraphrasing. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, there are some barriers we never crossed. And I just, Ugh. like, it to me, he seems really sad when he says that. And yeah. also, ugh, like, regretful. And it makes me think that if they were actually going to go this direction with these characters that this would be a moment where he would start to like make changes in the future he's like oh my gosh like this has not happened and yet even when we're getting to know each other again we still manage to connect this much um Mm -hmm. to the point where she thinks they're in a relationship so uh yeah it, it just this scene makes me so sad and also also love them so much too same oh that's so beautiful thank you for that uh jc ted talk i'm sorry i just ouch (laughs) no do not ever be sorry this is amazing yeah and i think yeah that's a testament to his commitment to her and i think it's got to be hard that he's the only one who remembers all of that that happens you know this is another situation where we have a a mass memory wipe (laughs) oh my gosh yeah this is the second one of the series yeah um but I I think he asked her, because uh, they were in the middle of dinner in the beginning of this episode, and then at the end, he's like, okay, let's go back to your quarters and keep having dinner. And I think he's kind of probing her, like, does she actually remember anything about yeah. their trip? Because he wants to tell her, and he wants to talk to her yeah. about it. But I be, and I think this temporal prime directive is actual BS. Yeah, like, come on. That yeah. There's no way that mattered, you know? I'm sure he broke down, like, the next scene after (laughs) well and it's again maybe post endgame something they could talk about um yeah yeah, i don't know anyway 
I just felt bad that he was alone, like you said, and has to keep mm-hmm. it to himself. Yeah, poor bud. But he's such a pillar of strength, and like I love how cool and collected he was this whole episode yet again, even though he's dealing with so many people from different timelines who are like aggressive to him or like aggressive about the situation that it's really cool how collected he stays yes ah love him love that man wow yeah okay rihanna so tell me this we have just talked for like two hours about jacote how have your thoughts about him changed as a first officer or have they they definitely have i feel like i understand his motives more i know that he goes beyond just sort of being Janeway's right-hand man. He has a lot of stuff that he takes into his own hands and just gets done, which I really respect. And I also really love his empathy. Although it makes him vulnerable to manipulation, I think that it also makes him an incredible person to have, for Janeway to have by her side. You know, I think that having someone who's empathetic in a place like the Delta Quadrant, which has a lot of strife and a lot of stuff that they're just unaccustomed to. I don't know. I just really loving seeing him in this new light. And I'm really happy we got to talk about these episodes because I feel like I understand and appreciate him in a different manner now. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Rihanna. I really agree. I think some of the times where I see him as being um, not a weaker first officer, but just like doesn't stand out as much. I think a lot of it is explained by um, his empathy, as you talked about. So thank you for sharing your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Ashlyn, for helping me put together this list and for having such an amazing discussion today. I feel like we've really got to dive deep into Chicote and his psyche and um, just the politics of the Delta Quadrant. So thank you, Ashlyn. Um, This is just amazing. I'm loving this podcast series. Yeah, I'm really loving it too. This has been a true joy for me, a fuel for my my thick writing. And uh, I am, as always, very interested in our turn to enterprise next week because it's always, always yeah. a kind of a shock to go to enterprise <laughs> culture shock yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes true culture yes. shock so that's going to be a really really interesting episode talking about to and archer and their their relationship oh yeah ashlyn i'm thrilled to talk about another vulcan first officer we're gonna have a great time next week talking enterprise thank you so much everyone for listening tuning in today and live long and prosper live long and prosper thank you for listening to the dura sisters podcast please join us next week for the fifth episode of our first officer series where we will talk about to pull in enterprise please follow us on facebook instagram and twitter and check to see our suggested watch list for our upcoming episodes Also take a moment to check out our content on Tumblr and TikTok, and especially our merch on Threadless. All links can be found in the bio of any of our social media pages. If you like what you've heard today, please leave us a review on whatever platform you listen. By donating any amount per month, you can become a monthly patron and unlock our exclusive reviews of Lower Decks, the animated series, a review of Galaxy Quest, and Star Trek Trivia. You can find all of this and more at patreon.com slash the Sisters podcast. So far, we have covered these podcast series, pilot episodes, family, love and affection, time travel, villains, movies, feminism, and death fakeouts. 
If you haven't heard a particular series yet, please go back and listen to any of these awesome episodes. Social Media and Marketing by me, Ashlyn Gelman, and Rihanna Hurd. Editing is done by Rihanna Hurd and Ashlyn Gelman. Our intro and our outro is by Jerry Goldsmith. Sorry if you can hear those cicadas or whatever outside. Sorry if you hear the school bus outside. (laughs) (laughs) Yours was wholesome. Mine was gross.